The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And now, it's time for Radio Jobline with your host, Scott Possessor, right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Welcome, everybody. It must be Saturday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m., or it might be Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. We're on twice a week to talk about your career, look at the job market, dissect the talent pools, get into the workplace, find out what the issues of today are. Last week, we had a great show talking about the um, CEO confidence index for the for the country and also for the region. And um, skepticism is um, all over the place. Uh, but they but they did say that um, negative thoughts were were receding, so maybe that means positive thoughts. But there's still a lot of mess, Tom. A lot of a lot of controversy mm. about whether or not we're going to hit a recession here. So so yeah. some people say no, you know, and some people say yes, and uh, everyone's sure. That's what makes it. That's what makes it a not very me. difficult situation. <laughs> So uh, we'll figure out the economy another time. Today we're going to talk. First of all, we want to do a reprisal of this great manufacturing day we promoted here on Long Island. Uh, and Newsday did a couple of great stories on it. Shout out to them for doing a positive topic and giving it a lot of press. And I have with me in the studio Tom Mariner, the executive director of Long Island Bio, coordinator of Manufacturing Day Long Island, COO of Synchro Pet an XVP and a, and a founder of Quantum Medical Instrument, a startup on our island that grew to be the largest manufacturer of extra equipment in the U.S., founder of Mariner Associates, principal of General Instrument Microelectronics, video game and microcontroller industry. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Manufacturing Day. But, but Tom, welcome back to Radio Jobline. Thank you very much, Scott. The last time I saw you, we were all excited, all of us, including me, yes. about Manufacturing Day. We were excited about how it was going to go, how it was going to get press coverage, uh, was, were a lot of people going to attend. So give us the whole roundup. <laughs> um, yes, when we were here, it was before uh, October 11th, the first of the events on Long Island for Manufacturing Day. Manufacturing Day is the uh, is uh, on uh, uh, one day a year, signed by the president, mm-hmm. and uh, it um, it brings manufacturing to younger people. Yes, it's the intersection of education, educators, students, and the uh, and the manufacturers. Uh, across the country, normally there's, say, one event in an area, and then there's a couple of uh, minor ones on Long Island because uh, the manufacturing is so unique here. This is the place for manufacturing. Mm-hmm. We have two main kickoff events, uh, and this year we went, uh, the first one was at the Cradle of Aviation Museum and Educational, it went super. Mm-hmm. They, the whole lobby was filled with booths, with manufacturers. Busloads of kids came in, mm-hmm. educators, parents with their children, uh, etc. Let's just do a quick sidebar. For people that don't know what the goal of Manufacturing Day is, let, let's clear it up. What is the goal? The goal basically is to uh, alert folks that manufacturing is not just putting stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the uh, the entire stream 
of uh, innovation, of building things, of marketing, etc., and taking away the stigma that many of our young folks tend to have mm -hmm. that it is sort of a dirty profession that's not professional when, in fact, it is, and people move up in the companies. And it's very computer-oriented, which people don't realize very, either. Very. Right? I, you know, we'll get into that with the uh, yeah, that, that the first event was at the Cradle. Right. Work great, Boots. Second event was at the Suffolk Community College uh, Arena, went against super, even more mm -hmm. uh, manufacturers in booths, even more students. And then after that, uh, the uh, Laura Galetta and the folks at Suffolk County took us to the Advanced Manufacturing Technology Center, where they actually train on just what you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, computer-controlled uh, instruments, etc., they run classes there. What they did is they waited until 6 o'clock to take us over there because, in fact, what happens is the people who are the instructors there actually work at numerical control machines. They come in in the evenings and teach the students. So they are boots on the ground, and it works amazingly. It was super. Mm. So, so the whole goal here is to is to kind of build the workforce of the future, Very. right? By uh, not unlike what what people are trying to do with IT and engineering. Yes, there are certain fields that students don't really gravitate toward, maybe because they think it's too complex or uh, too much school is needed, or for whatever reason. So, I know organizations that do this with IT. Uh, I know the organizations that do with engineering, uh, but manufacturing. We have thousands of manufacturers here in Long Island. Very, it's billions and, of dollars, and you can't find a CNC operator. Yeah. You you can't find. I mean, they're just not here. So so people can go directly into manufacturing from high school. Yes, right. Precisely. Uh, play, there are also certificate programs that they can get into. Of course, they can have college. It's not a it's not a bad thing. Sure. But but it's not it's not totally necessary in this particular field. Like it would be for accounting or um, insurance or something like that. Yes. So so um, with that in mind, you know, would you say that was that was that Newsday story before? The the uh, the first event very unusual. We had a Newsday story mm -hmm. before the first cradle event mm -hmm. that went very well. Mm -hmm. That promoted exactly what you're uh, describing and helped us get even more educators, students, mm -hmm. uh, etc. In very positive. Mm -hmm. The second Newsday story, which is unusual, was the center section, the the, the whole business section. Mm -hmm of the Sunday paper, last Sunday, mm -hmm. they actually, uh, Victor Ocasio of, uh, of Newsday, a attended the event, talked with the manufacturers, talked with actually parents and children who were there and, and was going into why they were there and uh, what the interests of the kids were. And then, as you mentioned, we went to, he went over with us to the Advanced Manufacturing Training Center, where he observed the welding, the certificates in uh, Haas machines, etc., mm -hmm. that people like Designatronics, Robert Kovner of Designatronics, use and have throughout their uh, their plant. Um, it was uh, it was a super super event. Uh, 
Any idea? I don't mean to pretend, but any idea the numbers of people that showed up or were there? Yes, uh, there were on the order of 350 students. There were on the order of uh, of 53 manufacturers organizations with booths that would talk to, and some of them, believe it or not, it, it wasn't just in not to put down, but not just HR. There were presidents of companies mm-hmm. who were there talking with the students. And some of the students would, they turned around to me and, and they'd say, that guy's the president of that company. Mm-hmm. That's, we wanted to get across. It's not just getting a job for next Tuesday. It is high school students that can come in, work their way up. Uh, people who want to go to college, the, uh, the manufacturers will help them go to college. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a win-win for everybody. And obviously, Long Island is unique. We're not huge. So you've got gigundo companies where you just manufacture stuff. We're not just inventing, which we'll get through in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of everything. And so, therefore, when you get into manufacture, you can go up in accounting, marketing, quality. You can stay in operation. It, 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 it's a very unique place uh, in this country. And we have some great manufacturers. And people forget that we, we uh, lost Grumman. Yeah. And that started a domino effect of the, of the decline of aerospace. We still have aerospace and it's still solid. Yep. But we had even more. You know, we had 20,000 more uh, Grumman employees that um, were kind of moved off. 24, 25. Yeah. But, you know, the interesting point is that these people, uh, GSE, um, uh, CPI, etc., they all used to serve and work at Grumman. Now they have individual places and they win awards east-west right mm-hmm. over here. Right. Uh, wins awards from Boeing, etc. The aerospace is still here very, very, uh, it and the uh, bio, you know, pharmaceutical, medical device, et cetera, mm-hmm. are the two, are, are two of the major industries, manufacturing industries here, in fact. Yeah. So it's still there. Yeah. And uh, we recently had Jim Hayward on the show and yeah. he did a whole talk about where biotech is going, especially yeah. on Long Island. And uh, I just adore Jim. He's just a brilliant guy. You oh, know, he, he's so smart. You have to really be, watch your P's and Q's because he knows a little bit about everything. Oh, he, he, he does. I, I wrote an article about him like, oh, gee, like two, three months ago because he actually, interestingly enough, he bought a company that brought back to Long Island the secrets of development that led to the COVID vaccines mm-hmm. 40 years ago. Right. And uh, the, the, by a scientist out of uh, Brookhaven National Labs, mm-hmm. which we can discuss. Right. But uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. And he's growing the heck out of that company. Yep. Uh, going from just the identifications which he's doing into the development, uh, easy ways of uh, manufacturers of uh, of drugs to bio drugs of getting their products going. Yeah. It's a super idea. And he's got a new sub company there that's yep. sort sort of doing uh, some DNA manufacturing. Very. That's what I'm talking right, about. Right. That company. He he had a piece of it here. RNA, he bought the DNA company that, that comes down and now physically uh, is with him. Mm-hmm. That company uh, is uses the technology slash patents out of Brookhaven National Labs. Mm. In fact, those patents, 
uh, were the biggest money maker ever for Brookhaven National Labs. Cool. Very cool. So let, let's go back. Let, let's talk about uh, some history. So, so you were kind enough to put together uh, some bullet points yeah. that that talk about some of the watershed dates that has separated Long Island from the rest of the world in terms of technology and technology development, both on the manufacturing side and the biotech side. So, where did it all start, Tom? Well, uh, obviously, long, long ago, but uh, among the points and, you know, you kind of, there's so many of them, you have to hit little snippets. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is 1890, the Brooklyn Academy of Arts and Sciences decided they wanted to have sort of a summer seminar sessions way out on the wilds of Long Island. They chose this uh, uh, harbor called Cold Spring on the North Shore, Mm -hmm. founded it. It went through to do some absolutely amazing things. Among them, they actually contributed to a change in the way that research is done, Mm -hmm. not only in the publishing, but what, what research did at the time they were founded, it observed and wrote it down. They got into experimenting with corn, with fruit flies, etc., that uh, that ended up having a hypothesis, testing it, and then coming out with the result and writing papers. So, yeah, uh, and the, uh, you know, among other things, uh, as you know, 1953, James Watson mm-hmm. came out of there. What he did is he presented a paper that the first presentation any place of his uh, his discovery with Frick that the DNA uh, was uh, consisted of a double helix structure, mm-hmm. and that's wickedly important mm-hmm. to uh, to what went on from there. And of course, James Watson became the head of the uh, of of Cold Spring Harbor mm-hmm. before the amazing Bruce Dillman took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Australia, right. he had uh, presented papers, etc. So, yes, amazing place with a history. Um, and then Brookhaven. Brookhaven. So that was amazing. 1947. Right. Uh, they they uh, took Camp Upton and decided they needed, the Department of Energy needed a place for the uh, civilian uses of atomic energy. Mm-hmm. So it was largely concentrated uh, on on that type of thing, particles, etc. They have, uh, they've gone through eight Nobel Prize winners in various fields, generally particle physics, etc. And, uh, but they have had They've gone from, interestingly enough, a a big ring of cyclotrons, etc., synchrotrons mm-hmm. that filled a room, filled a building, and then the great big one, the the, uh, the light source, now covers you know huge square mile of uh, uh, of ground and is breaking ground. Every day, in fact, they contributed to the largest one, the the hadron. The, they built a lot of the magnets mm-hmm. over there uh, in the fields. But interestingly enough, they also have had some amazing breakthroughs in the production of medicine. 
you know, I was with SynchroPet, uh, that is positron emission tomography, which is injecting uh, a, uh, a drug into the body that collects where there is something, say cancer, mm-hmm. and then, and then emits particles that glow mm-hmm. so that a physician can say, Hey, yes, there's cancer there. And then later, yep, our treatment is working. Mm-hmm. That was done. Uh, in fact, Synchropet bought the three seminal patents out of, uh, uh, out of Brookhaven, Brookhaven National Laboratories mm-hmm. that formed the basis of the company uh, and, you know, went on to a degree of success. Mm. If you just joined us, we're, we're talking to Tom Mariner, who knows the entire story of how Long Island's technology got to where it is and and even at sort of a personal journey for him as, as he went um, through all of these uh, sources to, to move technology forward on Long Island. So if you're a technology buff, um, you, you're going to want to stay tuned to the show. Um, so, Tom, let, uh, let's go back to 1961. Okay, President Kennedy. Yeah. Um, uh, 1961, President Kennedy makes a speech before Congress, and he basically says, we want to get a man to the moon and return him safely to the earth within this decade. Mm-hmm. And, of course, all of the uh, the aerospace people look at each other and say, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Eight and a half years? Mm-hmm. Then he actually gave the, the speech that really kicked it off at the Rice University next year, uh, where he reiterated that. By that time, Grumman had obtained the, uh, the the contract to build the lunar excursion module, which basically had two parts. One, to get down to the surface of the moon, and then the other to get back up to the command module, which was circling. Now, let me just do a quick shout out. If, you, if you've never seen the movie Apollo 13, right? That, that was the movie yes. with Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a great movie? Yeah, but one that failed. You know, interestingly enough, uh, where we held the first um, manufacturing day, the Mm -hmm. Cradle of Aviation, Mm -hmm. they have the first LEM built Mm -hmm. as as a prototype, Mm -hmm. and the last one ever built. Mm -hmm. The last one it never flew, Mm -hmm. but yes. You know, Apollo 11, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. little sidelight, mm-hmm. uh, Neil Armstrong, who took a small step for man on that little place 270,000 miles up. Mm-hmm. He was a fraternity brother of mine mm-hmm. from Purdue uh, before me in the fraternity house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there's a quasi personal uh, connection there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in fact, there's a lot of people, you know, that in fact, I, I recently wrote an article about the fact that some folks don't believe that he took a step on the moon. Mm-hmm. So it, while I was at the manufacturing day, I had those folks again show me around and all of the artifacts that they've got the first one, the last one, etc. And you could see the progression of how they developed that thing. It was just uh, just 
amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, Grumman played such a big role in Very. that. Very. Fantastic. All right, you're listening to Radio Job Line with Scott Possessor. I am joined by a, a Long Island's technological historian, Tom Mariner, and uh, who did a fantastic job promoting Manufacturing Day, uh, taking over for the beloved Ron Loveland, who is, who's, yes. who's been on this show, who, who everyone knows, knew and right. loved. And Tom, you're doing a fantastic job, and, and uh, we hope you're going to stick around and keep doing it. Yep. And keep pushing out Manufacturing Day uh, and anything else that's a, a technological advancement here on Long Island. Well, you know, um, now that you mention that, as I said, Manufacturing Day is now growing into it was a day and on Long Island we made it a month. Now it's the whole year. Yeah. We are now by the next uh, the, by next week, we will be announcing the dates for next year. Fantastic. All right, we got, we got a news break coming up. If you want to be on Radio Jobland and have a great idea for us, like Tom does, uh, you can reach me, Scott P, 118 at gmail.com. I would be happy to have you or your idea on this radio program, Scott P, 118 at gmail.com. Also, connect with me on LinkedIn. The reason for that is I post all of the radio job lines on my LinkedIn account, and I am very, very proud to say they're getting 5,000 listens a week just from the post that I put on LinkedIn. So not even Facebook, not just LinkedIn alone. Uh, so shout out to them, too, uh, for doing a great job. We have a news break coming up. More with Tom Manor about Long Island's technological history. Be right back. May the four winds blow you safely Welcome back to Radio Jobline with your host, Scott Possessor, right here on LI News Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're, uh, you're listening to Radio Jobline with Scott Possessor, and we are talking as though Tom Mariner and I are right in my living room, just having a conversation about Long Island's history of technological uh, achievement. And which has all been manifested in a very recent, very powerful, very uh, wonderful manufacturing day, which is sounds like to me it's no longer day, manufacturing week, manufacturing month, manufacturing year. Yeah. So, so uh, I, th I think people in the manufacturing sector are very thrilled to hear that and build a workforce of the future. But you just were doing a great job, Tom, kind of catching us up on where we came from with technology here on Long Island and bringing up uh, to the future. So we, we just were, we're talking about the uh, the moon landing before um, the, the, the break, uh, 1961, get a man to the moon by the end of the century, President Kennedy. And now let's move it up to the 1980s, General Instrument. Ah, General Instrument. You probably know them as other things, mm -hmm. but let, let me give that. That's a rather personal thing. Mm-hmm. Funny story, sitting in my office 23 stories above Grand Central when I lived three blocks away from there, phone rings. Somebody says, Tom, there's this electronic type firm out in Hicksville, Long Island. And I'm thinking, Hicksville? No, no chance. That's, that's not really a name. Mm -hmm. What they did is they explained they had this little line that appeared on a screen and it was sort of like tennis going back and forth right so i said well let me let me do this so i get in my car over the bridge long island expressway and end up in hicksville sure enough 
sit me down. They talked about this thing called Pong that at the time was uh, was a whole big cabinet full of electronics. Mm -hmm. And it actually, interestingly enough, the whole concept of that started with Brookhaven National Labs. Mm -hmm. The gentleman by the name of Higginbottom did one 25 years before that to entertain people uh, during a tour. Mm -hmm. But they were a company that made chips. Okay, General Instrument Microelectronics is what it was. And so we went on to, uh, I did some things that helped develop the first little card games, etc. And then we developed a thing called the Standard Television Interface Circuit, mm -hmm. Stick. And there was this company on the left coast called Mattel. And they had this idea. They wanted to do something called an Intellivision that would be a console that you'd put through the uh, radio antennas of your television set and play games there. So I decided enough of being the guy who was putting in systems for hospitals and hotels and inventing that sort of stuff. Let's have some fun. Mm -hmm. So we did. Um, a, a gentleman came in from uh, the Mattel had, hadn't been there long uh, in the morning he, sh he showed me uh, he showed me this cartoony type thing of what looked like a football player running mm -hmm. okay he expected to for, take a long time by the next day I had thrown together a little animation on the screen mm -hmm. where a light blue and a dark blue uh, little running man that became the symbol of this whole thing mm -hmm. was running across the screen. Mm. Funny story. He gets on the phone as he's watching this with a whole room full of our engineers because they had not really seen what I had done before either. Mm -hmm. He's on the phone, takes the phone away from his ear, uh, after he had announced, gee, this thing looks really great, puts it back to his ear, takes it away again. Somebody's shouting at him. He says, we have to turn that off. And we said, why? <laughs> because it's a secret. <laughs> You're not supposed to know mm. that the, the animation was something they wanted to do. And it went on to become one of the two pillars of the video game whole industry mm. was invented on world-famous Hicksville, Long Island. So it sounds like you had a little bit of a hand in this. Yes. So, you know, a little a little credit should go your way there, Tom. Uh, Very interesting stuff. All right. So then uh, what's next on our hit parade list here? Well, let, it, let, let's stay with, uh, let's stay with uh, General Instrument. Okay. Okay. Um, as a sidelight to this, there was a single chip microcontroller called a peripheral interface chip called a PIC, just technically. And we said, well, let's do something with that. So I threw together all kinds of sound stuff, games. We did, uh, we did the lion's share of all of the uh, electronic games there were out of Hicksville that were sold to Milton Bradley, to Mattel, to everybody. We did that for everyone. And today, that chip, uh, the, the whole family, is the largest, as far as support go, 
on the planet. The uh, the company unfortunately moved uh, to Kella, uh, to uh, Arizona, mm -hmm. became Microchip Technologies, and is now worth forty three billion dollars market cap, mm -hmm. but not on Long Island. Right. Well, we, we came close though. Well, we invented it here. Right. The, we actually interesting. You should say that yeah. in upstate New York. You know, there's all this activity uh, in Clay, New York, just outside of Syracuse, in Albany, etc. Where we're now getting into Micron, etc., making memory chips, all kinds of chips, mm -hmm. uh, in a thing called a wafer fab, which you're building the little chips that get divided up. Mm -hmm. We actually had three of those. The uh, the forerunners of what now are uh, are a hundred billion dollars worth of investment not just outside of Syracuse. The beginnings of what that was were here on Long Island. Hmm. Fabulous. And you would never know this unless you were listening to this show today <laughs> or reading your articles. Where are your articles published again? Um, one of the places, Innovate Long Island, which is the innovation newsletter for the island. InnovateLI.com. You log on to that. It's a free newsletter that comes out three times a week. Uh, I write, uh, I've been assigned the task of being the, uh, in the voices column. Mm -hmm. uh, I am the historian. Hmm. So, you know, that's part of where all this comes from because we've written articles on Brookhaven National Labs, on Cold Spring Harbor, mm -hmm. on Jim Hayward mm -hmm. that, that, that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that uh, and it's a great place to find out exactly what's going on right now. Okay. So, InnovateLI.com. InnovateLI.com. Okay, bet. great. All right. So, then uh, we, we talked about Mattel. Um, uh, you want to move on to quantum medical imaging? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah sure. In, in between, there was Mariner Associates. Mm-hmm. That invented a lot of the stuff like the uh, speed control and uh, automobile cruise controls and all kinds of things. Uh, a, a set of uh, automated seats for Cadillac, fill in the blanks. But yes, quantum medical. Well, wait, let's go back to Mariner. So, so it sounds like you were sort of at the forefront of a lot of these technological advancements that then really took off. Very. After you sort of invented it. Very, very. Yeah. I, I, you bring up an interesting point. I've got some patents. Right. But here's the deal. Uh, since I was uh, the inventor firm that was coming into an existing company in California and in, uh, um, in North Carolina, in Massachusetts, etc. Um, it was um, uh, a lot of times I didn't get on the patent. An interesting story. Here we are. I'm doing uh, I got a call from uh, a suburb of uh, Boston, and they said, Tom, we've got this radar detector, a place called Whistler. Mm -hmm. It's one of the famous places. Mm -hmm. And we have it being manufactured for us uh, or, or developed, et cetera, in, uh, in South Korea. And now they're saying to us, hey, you know, we want to uh, redo the chip. We've run out of room. We can't do anything more. We're going to have to redo the whole thing and cost a gazillion dollars. So can you do something? So I did. Uh, inside of eight, nine weeks, we totally redesigned it, made it insanely better. Mm -hmm. 
And interestingly enough, I remember coming in, I'd arrive in the front lobby and there's this beautiful, there's an urn and there's this huge black um, sort of a uh, backdrop, etc. And I said, that's great. As they came, picked me up from the lobby of this, this huge manufacturing plant. And they said, that's yours. Mm. And I go, what do you mean mine? They said, well, the folks in, uh, in South Korea said uh, they were saying before, eh, Whistler, we really don't need you. You know, we're going to, instead of us making 10, 15 percent of the, uh, you know, of the total cost of this thing, we want to make 75, 80 percent. If you want, you can help us mm-hmm. sell maybe, maybe, but not. Once you had done that and we started manufacturing your product here, they came in and they said, oh, please, please, please. They flew in with all this stuff from South Korea. <laughs> South Korea. So um, it was sort of a, a reverse. Uh, what we're trying to do now with reshoring, mm-hmm. uh, with, with our electronics, with our manufacturer, which is one of the reasons, again, for Manufacturing Day, because we're building this up and making it more professional. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. So let's, let's move on to quantum. I, I don't want to run out of time. So, so quantum. quantum medical imaging. Right in front of, uh, right in front of us here, we had a, uh, a plant. It was founded in 2005, folks saying, uh, hey, you know, we're all techies, etc. They uh, let's form a company that makes medical x-rays. Well, within what a super team uh, within 10 years, we had grown from hey, let's do a company to being the largest X medical x-ray manufacturing company uh, located in the United States, the largest. Mm. Uh, we um, we did, there was a, uh, there's a show in uh, Chicago every year where everybody from uh, medical imaging comes. It's called RSNA, Radiological Society of North America. We had a booth that was 60 by 60, mm-hmm. three stories tall, mm-hmm. coming from just these people uh, doing it. We built the whole systems from tables, from the x-ray, etc., the software, everything. Um, I ended up, I was actually, you know, one of the founder guys and did the, uh, was sort of the vice president of both intellectual property and the, uh, the technology, software, et cetera. Mm-hmm. For that, a lot of interesting breakthroughs uh, that now are commonplace in the industry were developed there. You mean like the MRI? No. Although interesting, you should mention that a very MRI-like uh, control panels, etc. In fact, we invented the control panel that comes over that actually hangs out over a patient as he's lying in a table or something. Mm-hmm. Because you understand, you take an X-ray, the technician has to go back to a re, uh, X-ray-proof room and come back. So while he's walking back. It shows everything right on that screen. Very, very interesting. All right. So another amazing technological advancement that has your fingerprints. Well, yes. I, I one of My only socially redeeming value is I happen to be able to get on some of the best teams there are. Mm. You know, manufacturing day, quantum, mm-hmm. uh, general instrument, et cetera. Yes. All right. So Buzz, let's give a little love to pharmaceutical. <laughs> Yes, pharmaceutical and bio. 
Um, very, very interesting. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, we decided to do Long Island Bio, like, you know, 10 years ago, but got really strong uh, three years ago, is uh, a report that was done by Kelly Murphy and Rosalie Drago of Suffolk County. And it basically said the largest and fastest growing manufacturing industry on Long Island is pharmaceuticals, medical devices, etc. But, comma, it flies beneath the radar. Mm-hmm. And I said, no more. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to crank up LI Bio and make sure everybody understands exactly what's here. We've got some amazing places. We've got uh, uh, Contract Pharmacal, mm-hmm. for example. The people are just amazing. You've got, for example, uh, Jeff Rangel. Fifteen years ago, he came there. The Wolf Brothers have been running it for 35 years before that, doing an amazing job of producing pharmaceuticals, developing and producing pharmaceuticals for other people. When he came in, they were on the order of 200 people. There were two buildings today, 1,800 employees, and 12 buildings. Hmm. That's, that's amazing. Very. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, 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 and then that spawned other companies, too. You have Lewitt Pole Pharmaceuticals out here. You've got... Uh, oh. And then we, we... How many times have we talked about Jim Hayward in this conversation alone very. with his company, Applied very. DNA? Well, it, it, interesting you mentioned Jim. Uh, you know, right near uh, here, uh, there's a call to Ron Conkerman Hub, there's Midway Crossing. Which is a um, a development where possibly the whole um, airport terminal move to the uh, north side. It will be life science based. Mm-hmm. He is going to be one of the anchor tenants mm-hmm. because he's growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of the deals is um, New York City also has a very vibrant life sciences, but it's like an hour and nine minutes from Ronkonkoma's train station to uh, to Grand Central mm-hmm. or to the uh, other side uh, where you can have conferences out here to help us grow. Mm. So, yeah, Jim's involved with that. That's great. And that Midway Crossing seems like the next great you know, a, oh. a, like rung on the ladder. You bet. That we've been walking up since since the eighteen nineties. Uh, yeah, absolutely, because the uh, we we really really need a very serious um, you know conference center, meeting center, uh, and it's nice that it's not no you know no problem with it, but not just an entertainment center. Mm-hmm. It is really an industry uh, based thing. I, I mean, I a couple of months ago, I'm I'm I. Caught a train, go into uh, to the Javits Center where there was a very big, you know, conference. Heck with that. Mm-hmm. They should be coming to us. Yeah, and and I'm sure you're going to make sure that they do. And okay. so will Jim. Oh, you you, you bet. Yeah, he's got his heart <laughs> set on it. So um, I, I do want to do a, a shout out to you. I mean, we we could have done a whole retrospective on 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 all of your accomplishments, Tom, and all the great things that you've done. And it's nice to see that Manufacturing Day is in the hands of someone that knows what they are talking about, where we have come from, where we are at, and where we are going. And this Midway Crossing thing seems as though it might be the next yep. big thing to bring companies, greater companies, yep. bigger companies, more companies into the fray. 
We have 83,000 companies on Long Island. So many of them are small. Yes. You know, we need companies that are in a growth mode. Yes. Uh, particularly with a sort of a shaky economy right now hanging over our heads. So yeah. uh, we definitely need that. But uh, where can people find your writings? I, I want to make sure that people can, can find it. Now, you mentioned another place to me before as well, another website. Well, uh, mfgli.com is, is got a lot of stuff. That's Manufacturing Day, Long Island Com. Okay. Um, I do post a lot to LinkedIn. Uh, the uh, Innovate Long Island uh, uh, puts on, uh, uh, publishes uh, some of my articles, say, every uh, every month. So far, we've done like 20, 25 of those that cover a lot of the uh, very interesting things that uh, that happen here. Okay. So this would be a free thing to subscribe to. Him, very. Right? Okay. So there's not, no one has to pay for this. No. So they can just go to InnovateLI.org uh, or .com? Dot .com. In uh, InnovateLI.com. And uh, by the way, I should, I should do a shout out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I write those articles. Mm-hmm. They're my words. But comma the uh, the fellow who is the publisher uh, of that is the greatest. Greg Zeller mm-hmm. is the greatest editor on the planet. He also writes novels, mm-hmm. science fiction novels, which is you know one of my favorites. Being a uh, uh, a techie, mm-hmm. and I also might mention the as far as the manufacturing day, I help coordinate and do a lot of that. But I've got a team. You have to see this committee. Mm-hmm. They are a who's who of manufacturing and education on our island. Mm. You look at this and you go, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, no wonder this is such a great place for manufacturing. All right. So give us one more time that website. M-F-G-D-A-Y-L-I. Dot com. Dot com. All dot coms. All dot coms. Okay. And then what about Zeller? That's him. He's he's there. And you may want to mention the uh, Libio Long Island Bio, right. libio.org. Right. What that is, is that is a place where everybody in pharma, nutra, uh, medical device, listed as goes, etc. Okay. So what we've just done, folks, is provided you with the sources where you can catch up with Tom Mariner and see all of his writings and all of the great technological advancements that are happening here on Long Island. And uh, we're going to continue to support manufacturing to hear on this radio show. You have a voice here, Tom. Anytime you want to promote an event or something, you let me know. I'll read it for you. Come on the show yourself. Good. Thank you, R. Scott. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. You're awesome. All right. You've been listening to Radio Jobland with Scott Possessor. Next week, we are scheduled to have John Caracciola on the show, the president of JVC Broadcasting. I hope he can make it. He's in Florida right now. I have got I have the show um, reserved for him, and we're going to find out all about the future of radio uh, next week. Um, if you want to be on the show, write to me, scottp118 at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. Happy hunting. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.